0: Hello and welcome to Tabletop Galaxy, a Star Wars actual play podcast using the role playing system by Fantasy Flight Games. This campaign follows the crew of the Second Sunrise, a politico, a heavy weapons expert, a mechanic, and a scout on their adventures in a galaxy far, far away. What's going on everyone? First and foremost, I want to thank you for spending the time to come check out our content here on Tabletop Galaxy. I wanted to start by giving you a little bit of a heads up this first episode is actually our session zero we talk about building our characters group dynamics what we want out of this campaign and the project as a whole and stuff like that but if you're looking to start at the beginning of the story proper you can go ahead and skip to the next episode session one and you won't miss anything important this session is all bonus content as it were and secondly being session zero this was our first Test recording, so you'll notice that the audio in this episode is a little messier than I would prefer. This was our first time sitting down and recording, so it allowed us to dial everything in, and we did not spend as much time editing the audio for it as we did in the full episodes. So, with that said, we want to thank you again, and we hope you enjoy our content. And we are live with Tabletop Galaxy, a new Star Wars actual play project that is part Twitch stream, part YouTube channel, and part podcast. And it is all of those things because we've got a couple of different GMs and a bunch of different players. And rather than just doing one GM, one group, and one continuous storyline, we're looking to be a bit more modular so that we can tell all sorts of stories all across the Star Wars galaxy and across the different eras of the timeline of Star Wars. So not everything we're going to do is here on the podcast. Some of our content will just be live streamed or just make it to the YouTube channel, but You're here, you're listening to the podcast, and this is our primary core campaign. So I'm going to go ahead and hand it over to Stephen, who is the GM for this first arc, and he can tell you what we got going on here.
1: Yeah, so I'm Stephen. I'm going to be the GM for for this first arc for this group. So we're running two groups concurrently together. So this first arc, we're calling it Broken Space. I'm not going to tell you why, because secrets and stuff. But there are two groups that we're go- are going to be kind of running storylines parallel to, to one another that are working for different operatives. And, and to give you a little more background, as Bonnie Under said, we're, we're using the, the Fantasy Flight Star Wars RPG rules. Uh, specifically, we're doing the Edge of the Empire stuff. So the Fringes of the Galaxy, the Black Market, the huts, the Black Sun, like all the criminal organizations. That's the world that we're, we're exploring in Star Wars, which I'm really excited about. Yeah, so we're going to we're we're doing a session 0 right now just to kind of get our characters established. We're all pretty stinking new to the system. Um I've GM'd the beginner box and I've played one one shot actually with with Nick and Bounty Hunter. I don't know what is what's the rest of y'all's experience. Why don't I, actually let's backtrack for a second. Let's introduce each other ourselves no let's introduce each <laughs> other yeah. everyone picks somebody else
0: yeah. right. <laughs> so that's Gregory and, uh, <laughs> I, I found him on Twitter and I started strong arming him into some of my one shots because I was doing these one shots where I just grabbed five random Twitter people and after a couple of one shots I was like dude you're pretty awesome and we should play in some stuff together so I continued to strong arm him into my D&D essentials kit game and uh, from there led into like some more Genesis one shots and and other great stuff. And he's just, he's my favorite hype man. The, the, (laughs) the amount of excitement that Gregory puts out is just why I had to have him on this show. And, uh, he's doing this cool thing right now. It's called D and daily where every day he has a, uh, RPG related vlog and, you know, three to 10 minute vlog where he puts a topic and just talks about something in the tabletop hobby. And it's really awesome. And you should check him out all right wow somebody, somebody introduce somebody else now I,
2: I, I do want to say that by strong-arming me he means like beating me off with a stick as i
0: begged him for you know like
2: let's play another game dude
0: he wouldn't even let me finish the last game before this one tried to get started Pretty much. <laughs> thank you for that awesome intro yeah you have to introduce nick now who you've met for uh, 16 minutes. Oh boy. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Good yeah. luck.
3: <laughs> oh, that means that I could introduce Seal. CL- I yeah. could introduce
2: <laughs> Nif, that would be a little easier. But that's okay. I can do Nick. This is this will work cuz I've seen Nick play and I like Nick's style. Nick brings a really amazing character to every game that I've seen and he is part uh, of the uh, initiative role crew or role initiative, depending on which platform you're on, which is confusing, so you have to straighten us out with that, Nick. But Mm -hmm. they are an amazing group that does incredible games, actual play games, and some really fantastic videos on YouTube, especially, uh, specifically around role playing and creating interesting characters, monsters, and so forth. And I love everything they are doing, and I'm thrilled that Nick is gonna be our muscle for this game, because I think he nails that character uh, And I'm excited to see what he brings to this table. So, But you do need to clarify for us. How do we know where to find you, Nick?
4: Uh, Most of the time, it's going to be Role Initiative, unless you're on Twitter, and then it's at Initiative Role, I believe because Role Initiative was already taken, um, as I'm sure most content creators understand, uh, as the One Crit Wonder TV can attest to.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's a space puppy behind you. Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: I'm wandering around the ship already.
0: You should you
1: need to put you need to put a green vest so just the head (laughs) floats around behind you.
4: Oh yeah, he's a big dog.
1: (laughs) By the way, is, is that check 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 better?
0: Yeah, you're good. Cool. All right, Nefer.
3: Wait, who am I introducing?
0: Not me, Uh, and not Greg. You can't introduce yourself, so you have two people to pick from. All
3: right, so Seal is one crow wonder everywhere except for Twitch, which we already talked about. Uh, He's awesomely active on Twitter and puts a bunch of these cool games together, and he's done uh, D&D, and he's done Genesis, and he's done a bunch of different things. and he's almost done doing dragons of ice fire peak he's got like one more episode hopefully and he also does like a bunch of really good uh tabletop rpg puns all the time and he also says sarcasm is strong um (laughs) and yeah
0: i'm kind of a jerk if i weren't so witty and funny that's pretty, that's me. he's pretty super cool I, and he put all this together perfect. and he's
3: hosting so he's awesome
0: hashtag punker at wonder
3: punker wonder
0: yep. <laughs> boom all right now, now nick all has right. to introduce niffer
4: yeah good luck so <laughs> uh we have niffer at niffer Niff. uh she uh is all around the internet you can find her everywhere doing all kinds of she, as she likes to say and i quote creeping on other people's fun stuff Um, but (laughs) she has lots of fun stuff of her own. Uh, all the artwork for our characters that you see today was done, uh, by the NIF. Uh, and yeah, so, uh, it's super fun. I'm get, I'm really excited to get to get to play with her and, uh, see where this space kitchen and space puppy lead both her idea.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I'm responsible for most non-storyline shenanigans, I think, (laughs) uh,
1: plot twist. The most important storyline is the kitchen and the puppy. Oh, no. <laughs> I knew
0: it. I knew it. We wrote the space puppy do in the space kitchen while we weren't looking. <laughs> yeah.
1: You guys the are going to be. Space
3: puppy's the chef.
1: You guys are going to be searching the galaxy for something, and then all of a sudden it's going to be space
0: puppy.
3: <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Our version of a shopping episode is just a puppy episode.
0: <laughs> I can dig it.
1: No so complaints. Um, you yeah, so that's who we yourself. are doing what you got to introduce yourself. I'm Steven. I do. Oh, no,
3: introduced him.
1: That's okay. Um, I, yeah, I do stuff on the internet, <laughs> period. <laughs>
0: so do so, the rest uh, of us, and basically anybody watching this. So I have an okay. idea. How
2: about each I, one of us says one thing about Steve that we know? Oh, no, that might be cool. I'll go first. Ah. Go. Steven is an amazing DM, and you can find him at Not Quite Heroes Podcast. It is unbelievably fun. Everyone on that cast is incredible, and he is running a phenomenal game. That's how I found out about this wonderful person.
0: They're doing this really cool, like, community built world podcast thing that I learned about when I dragged him and his whole crew on my like, uh, roll High don't die interview show and got to learn about how he went through the steps to set up the crew that he has right now and the world that they're playing in. And it was very interesting.
3: He also just released something on DMs Guild for the Bard College of Nightmares homebrew thing. So that's pretty cool. Everyone should go check this out because it's awesome.
1: It's spooky. It's You hit really good. Yeah, I hit copper in like 24 hours, which was cool and kind of really weird. <laughs> um
0: so I should do that whole like writing some of my ideas down. Yeah, Definitely. and and I got I so I'm gonna say this about that. I, I'm really
1: proud of it. I got so much help from uh Robbie Rowan, who's over there on the chat. Lots of lots of help from him and uh Emily, who's on the, the, the podcast on not quite heroes who plays Firefly and, uh, drop the die or drop. I never know if it's drop the die or drop the dice, even though he was a guest on our show for like four episodes, drop the die. Drop the die. Sorry, yeah, JB. You're probably not watching. So it's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
3: I watched once and I got it. Come on. You can do this.
1: I, I have a lot of talents, but remembering anything is not one of them. Um, <laughs>
3: So but, you're going to forget that you didn't give me three space puppies real soon.
1: Uh, I think <laughs> I already did give you three space puppies. Oh, yeah. Cannon.
3: He said it. It's canon.
1: I recorded
0: it. It's... it's uh... <laughs> but yeah, We're if you want to find anything... All
2: of our credits are going to go
0: to dog food. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. If you get enough space puppies, you don't need dog food. <laughs>
1: Damn... <laughs> that got dark (laughs) much much like your garage I know isn't it cool I feel like I look really when we we were playing uh Call of Cthulhu and I had this lighting and it was perfect uh anyways so Star Wars
4: Broken Space wait Nick has to say one thing Nick has to say one thing damn uh well I played a game (laughs) um I played uh, Stephen played in that one shot with uh with us and uh has a really awesome energy. And I think you guys are really going to like him as GM and I'm, I'm pumped to see what he does really. <laughs> awesome.
1: Um, I'm excited. This is a really, really fun group as I mean, we've been on, wow. We've been online now for like 50 minutes or something like that. <laughs> Times getting away, but we've mostly been laughing. And so that's a good, that's a good, good, good sign, um, for a group. Um, so, we had that little outline that we wrote somewhere. We but, had
3: structure once.
1: Yeah, st- structures y'all, y'all ignored all of my hard work. You know <laughs> what? You are the glue that keeps us together. You are so, amazing. Um Yeah. Da, 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 let's da, da, da. let's
2: check off the boxes.
1: Yeah, That's I found true. I found the list. Um So the first thing was explain our goals with the podcast was and I think we I think we nailed that. And we know who we are, um, and some people out Maybe there. Maybe we could get I mean, a little more know.
2: specific, like saying that we are going to play our sessions every other week, and the other the group two is going to also do every other, or they might do every week. Yeah, I think they are doing
3: every week.
1: They're doing every week, yes. every week but they're doing okay. shorter sessions. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Just because how Robin' mine schedules work out. Perfect. And, and then there are Tuesday nights. Does that sound right?
0: Tuesday nights yes. at 9 CDT until that changes to CST. Uh, Two-hour sessions every week. And we are at three-hour sessions every other week.
2: And exactly. then we're also going to intersperse that with an amazing talk show that is going to be uh, headed by none other than Niffer. <laughs> Over there, right? Yeah. No, she's not. She's That's over there. me. I don't know. She's <laughs> over there. That's what I'm trying to point across. Is it that way or that way? I gotta figure this out.
0: We'll figure it out. Yeah. It's fine.
2: Anyway, so we're gonna do a talk show where we're gonna like recap the sessions, talk tactics, talk mechanics, and then just generally geek out about Star Wars.
0: Because we are, like you said, kind of new to this system, and so. If you're new to the system, you will see us going, "Hey, I would like to run to take cover," and in a like timeout, let's talk about how cover works while we're playing. But we're also going to do things where in the talk show we we say, "Hey, remember in the last episode where somebody decided they wanted to, you know, fly the ship through that super narrow canyon, and we got into flying through terrain and that kind of stuff? Well, let's let's go more in depth on that." And so we'll talk about that a little bit discuss the the recap from the episode of why certain things were happening and then maybe possibly do like training scenarios where it's like okay here's you're all in a ship and you're flying through the death star trench let's let's talk about the different mechanics of that so
1: yeah because like we said we're all we're all pretty new to the system and i think like the more i've dug into the system and and started going through the core the core rule book and some of the expansions and stuff it's it's really cool um, the mechanics are really fun it's very narrative in nature but we are new and and there's it doesn't get as much as as much publicity as something like D.
0: where you can also do things like spin an entire campaign on a planet surface and not really touch on space combat rules and stuff so you can be on session 30 and then suddenly have a bunch of rules that no one's really messed with before and you're like why didn't the pilot read how to drive the ship i don't know because y'all made me shoot guys for 40 episodes before you let me (laughs) fly the ship.
3: See for not having played this, that that sounds really deeply personal.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to say. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm hinting very slightly at someone who may or may not watch this show who was in the group that I GM for and spent 12 sessions as one of two pilots in the group and had a whole side arc where they went and stole another ship. So I was like, oh, no, the group has two ships. This is going to be, like, easy mode for them. They have twice as many ships as the module is built for. But then never spent any of the time between sessions to spend XP and, like, get any actual piloting skills. Uh, And then he bounced it off every jagged piece of metal on Rax's Prime. (laughs) 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 Left the ship with one whole whole point left like it had one hit point before the ship blew up parked it and then they left it there because when it came time to leave the planet they didn't want to be in the smoking wreckage that was the ship <laughs> because they didn't have time to fix it that's amazing yeah so the pilot didn't read any of the piloting parts of the book and then proceeded to bounce a yt-2400 off of everything they could find
1: yeah so i'm going to do a little bit of a gm thing real quick and say while we that's the those are our those are our um Kind of goals for the show as a whole. I do want to ask you for, um, like, do you guys have specific? Do you all have specific goals for your characters for what you want these sessions to be like and that that sort of stuff? Just to just to kind of hash out that, because I my biggest goal as a GM is always that the the players that I'm playing with, whether it's for a show or just at home are engaged in having fun so the things that get you excited about this game are important to me the things that if you go like if we run into this stuff it's just gonna bum me out like i'm not into whether it's a mechanic like i'm better at doing this in D because i played a lot more D. but like if someone's like someone's like man if we get stuck in like a, a three session dungeon crawl like i'm out like i'm not i'm not gonna be engaged i'm not a part of that so that stuff's really important to me so um i just want to throw that out to you to you all and kind of hear your thoughts on on that
0: anyone want to go first
3: i mean uh, i think if we can find a three session dungeon crawl in this setting i'd be impressed but
0: i'm here for there's lots of there's lots of ruins in star wars true <laughs> you can true. also end up on some really good backwater <clears> jungle planets and whatever um things i'm looking for I dig the like shady underbelly edge of the empire kind of stuff, which is why I so much enjoy this specific piece of the system since the system spans all of Star Wars. Uh, As much as I like Star Wars, I care much more for the bounty hunters and smugglers and like, I like Firefly, like the TV show Firefly. Mm -hmm. I like those kind of stories of this is us and our ship and we're just trying to make it to the next point. And yeah, we're not quite heroes, A, uh, We're not quite <laughs> bad guys. But whatever it takes to keep the boat in the air and flying and get us to our next mission. And, and the way that obligation can kind of play into that and stuff. So as long as we're exploring that kind of part of Star Wars, I'll always be happy. And that's why like the solo movie i dug in the solo movie that they started introducing crimson dawn and the pike syndicate and all these great things about the star wars galaxy when the the movies usually only follow the skywalker family and focus on the the black white or gray aspect of space wizards when there's all this (laughs) cool stuff that no one ever talks about and disney went and deleted the you know the eu and and all that sweet backstory stuff so yeah Fringe survival stories is my jam, but Perfect. I'll be happy no matter what we do.
2: Yeah, awesome. and along li- lines with that too is that you know I've sort of designed Zarco as as a survivalist. I it, we were just hanging out like a week ago, and I was going through the equipment list to sort of get prepped and ready. And I sort of realized <laughs> as I'm putting yeah. this together, I'm like, wow. This is weird. This guy seems like he's a survivalist, like, like a like a doomsday prepper, almost kind of uh, <laughs> feel. So, and with his, uh, you know, his idea of scouting, obviously, that sort of ties into what I like in games. I think. So, I think pretty similar to what just what Bounty Hunter just said is like, I would love to do. Um, the the sort of somewhat survival against all odds kind of feel firefly is a perfect way to say it of like, you know, we're just out here in our tiny little ship just trying to get by and, and, you know, make the next job happen. That would, that theme would definitely appeal to me.
1: Yeah. So sort of like small fish in a big pond. It totally sort of a feel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I
2: love, I love all of the aspects of this game. So, like, I'm just as stoked. If we have an entire session of just social stuff, we're just role-playing and maybe meeting NPCs, that's just fine with me. And if we have an entire session that's, like, entirely combat, be it space combat or on the planet or whatever, or in a space station or however it plays out, I love all that. So, yeah, I, I like a nice... Mix of of like I'd love to get a little taste of of the whole bouquet or the whole banquet
1: mm-hmm. perfect, Nick or niffer,
3: um, I don't know, kind of everything that both of them have said, like I also really like just the survivalist aspect of like we get to be in charge of like okay, we're gonna go out and make our own plot and stuff, like we're not just following oh the skywalkers, the force, whatever like. So I like that we kind of can go where we want there and like have agency to go interact with the world and stuff. Shoot,
1: I'm going to have to change all those Skywalker NPCs I made.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
3: But yeah, uh, I want like six more space puppies and maybe another space kitchen. And
1: (laughs) You can get whatever you want with enough credits.
3: It's true. (laughs) Yeah, so probably that.
1: So I'm, I'm literally just, yeah. in, in your what you want section on my notes, I'm literally just writing space puppies. Deal. <laughs> <that laughs> cool so, I mean, like,
0: so far the also, list just says Firefly, Firefly, Solo space Movie, puppy. Space Puppy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but also, like, actually getting to interact. Like, I really love fun, like, unique NPCs and, like, getting to have really crazy social interactions and, like, wacky ideas and stuff but also like getting to see like what we can do with combat is also fun too because like the dice system in this game is so much more adaptive and so much cooler than DD because like in D, &D it's like oh you pass fail whereas Mm -hmm. here it's like well we can come up with something creative together for whatever happens and that's what i'm i like that
1: that's what i'm so excited about the system is the dice pool and the the like kind of cooperative building out and telling of the story of what the dice pool represents is not it's not all on me to be like this this happens or this doesn't happen
0: like, i also okay, enjoyed yeah. that it really gets player buy-in like mm-hmm. in D&D, yeah. you get a little bit of that the rogue is always trying to say that there's a telephone pole in the middle of that cow pasture that he can hide behind to have a sneak <laughs> attack but like i feel like this system much more facilitates like can i get a boost dive um I, I'll I'll hold out my hands and try to to push them up so they get a boost die on their climb. Or no, my yeah. shot may have missed, but I want it to distract them so bad that they turn over here and look. And then you know, Kane mm-hmm. runs into the group and throws a grenade. Yeah,
3: yeah. whatever. So. that's what I'm looking forward to is the is the dice setting and stuff too. So
4: yeah, so I I definitely dig the uh, the survival aspect too as well. Um, but as the, uh, combat heavy person, I would also like some combat somewhere <laughs> Yes, as yeah. all of my skills will be tailored to shooting people. Um, I mean, it's star Wars. You can't, you can't yeah. not shoot stuff. Yeah. Okay. yeah. As-
3: <laughs> also in the last game system that I played like this, I literally stared somebody until like stared at somebody until they bled. So like you, know you can make combat out of anything.
1: <laughs> Noted. <laughs>
2: That was mm-hmm. awesome.
1: That's intense. I so, was there
2: for it. It was intense.
1: I, th- <laughs> I think I think the stuff that we've that Rob and I have been working on will fit really really well into that to to kind of the the games you're describing and your hopes. So I'm I'm really excited about that. Uh, is there anything that you're just like like please no like don't do this don't don't go there? I I just want to throw that out there, and especially especially from like uh is there anything that I could do that would shut you off of role playing and engaging in the story? That's, that's what, that's really important to me to avoid that kind of stuff. Does that make sense? Sure.
0: Anything that I would have to answer that question with would be like less of a, uh, an RPG theme and more of like, don't be a dick. Yeah. Like, don't be weird and creepy <laughs> to the female of the group. Don't like, you know, those kind of things. Like, let's avoid certain red flag topics
3: be a decent human being that's
0: all also don't kill my space
3: puppy
0: yeah keep it light and fun i don't mind like serious moments and stuff like that but um especially depending on how you choose to drop that severity on people make sure that you have a good read on that person before you're like your character the person that they super care about dies and i didn't like bring it up to you at all but like your brother's dead yeah. Okay. That's awkward. My like, character's brother
3: already is dead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Well, he's, suddenly he's alive and he didn't oh. run that by you. And... <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's, I, I leave it at like, don't be a jerk. Yeah. Any Anything else I'll adapt to. And I, I strongly believe in feedback, both in like my real life, like job thing, but also in gaming feedback is how you learn. If you are having a good time, tell everyone that you are having a good time. If you are not having a good time, tell people and they will know that you are not having a good time and can work on adjusting that. So it's less about avoiding everything and more about, A, being open to feedback and B, giving feedback both from all of the players to the DM from the players to the other players and DM to players. So be normal humans and talk to each other. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, uh,
2: I'm I'm on that 100%. Like it, it, I think there's probably like one or two like real hardcore red flag th- topics that we can, if we stay away from that stuff, then we'll probably have a good time. I'm fine with things getting intense, like life and death, like where, you know, we could have like lots of seriousness and, and heavy emotion stuff. I That's cool. Because I think the way I get a read from this group, there'll be enough lighthearted moments in between that kind of thing that, you know, a nice range of like, whoa, this is real deal stuff. And we better think about this. And I mean, I'm going to try to stay in character as much as possible. And I'm okay with being pushed, you know, uh, and, and made to feel uncomfortable to a point. Um, but yeah, I think like Seal said, as long as it's not like really sinister, dark, nasty stuff. Yeah, let's have some fun and, and see where things go.
1: <laughs> Perfect. I, I that, That's how I feel about gaming in general i just i i really think it's important to establish the those kinds of things very very early on and then um i will also say as we're playing you guys are all welcome at any point to to message me wave at me do this um any way that you if you if there's something that you are uncomfortable with um I, i i can steer things away and move on from things and um, and if something comes up that I feel is not appropriate, um, I will. I will also just move on from that.
2: Yeah, um, we could maybe off or, off screen. Maybe off. the four, five of us can work out a signal or something that that way we'll this know. Is, like
3: we this is why change. I had. Seal so you'll make the big oof emoji for right. me. then I can just <laughs> send it to you guys. So. Uh,
0: yes. I will say that despite the fact that we are live streaming, the plan is for an edited show and I'll get better at editing as we go along. But if we wander into a point and need to be like, all right, time out, let's retcon, let's, let's back up before we go into that room. I'll chop recordings and adjust so that the final product, both the audio and the video side, um, uh, don't necessarily have to have that baby in the background or that time when someone made a, that's what she said joke. That I believe brought sp- us into an awkward. Puppy. That's a really good yeah. idea.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, and, and I just lost track of what I was going to say. So I agree.
0: Also <laughs> I think
3: that... uh, stay away from my space puppies. Cause they're all going <laughs> to live.
4: <laughs> I'm sure they will. This I'm might sure. all, this might also be a good time to bring up. We had talked about uh sort of like a rating system on our on the podcast and on our our stream did we nail down we were looking at pg-13 if i remember
2: mm-hmm. i yeah and i was thinking i've actually put a little bit of thought into that because this is star wars and they do use fun language to like basically swear without really swearing and i love crick. that and i definitely plan on doing plenty of it who so.
0: yeah for real
5: <laughs>
0: star wars swearing cool if yeah I'll I'll probably be the one to do it because I'll I give you a run a for your money. <laughs> I, I cuss a lot in my job, I'm sorry. Uh, but I need to learn how to make that cool beep noise, so if Nick and I cuss, I'll I'll figure Good it practice. out. Yeah, we'll do it. I, I'll I'll get a, a a nice grab of Niffer looking straight at the camera and just saying "criff" and I'll edit that over the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm for that. That's we, I think that's absolutely important.
3: Can we get a few
4: of those now just for editing purposes?
3: You need to also like do the icon over their mouth, but just have it be like big yikes.
1: (laughs) It's going to be
0: oh no, uh, chibi oh no going. You could have
1: you could have different you could have different symbols based on what the word was. So then people who, are, so then
0: people who really care can decipher your system and then they can really get the full
1: experience.
0: I like a that deal. this is a session zero and we're not talking about our characters or building the world. No, we're just discussing never. how to edit out the inevitable cussing. Yeah. Well, we, we've got two hours. We've got plenty of time. We got time. Um, he says without but I will
1: screaming say, baby upstairs. Fair. Speaking Speaking of characters. Um, I think we should talk about those. So, um, for people listening, why don't you guys, well, and I don't know if you guys have read each other's brief backgrounds or not. I have. <laughs> yeah. It's
3: like, we all know everything about each yeah. other already.
1: Um, so why don't you, why don't y'all introduce your characters, uh, a little bit of their background, uh, where they're coming from. And then we can talk, then we can start having a conversation of why, why are you for a team
0: together? in you, space just as a quick aside there you told us that we have already met each other and are already working together at story start yes right so episode yeah. one we will already know each other and we can we can interject things like oh well the reason yeah. is because as we are meeting but we don't mm-hmm. have to role play out the you meet in a tavern exactly. bit. And actually
1: let me let me before we do that i'm going to give the people who are listening a little bit of background for what we're for oh, where yeah where and what's kind of the state of the galaxy. That'll probably help as we describe what our characters yeah. are here for, to know why we're here. Yeah. So um, the the t- for timeline, this is just after the first Death Star has gone boom uh, and is no more. Um, we are starting on the planet of Socorro, which if you are familiar with Star Wars lore, you will know that that's where Lando Calrissian is originally from. Um, it's a outer rim planet. Uh, it's very volcanic and deserty and, um, basically like three fourths of the planet is just like this giant black wasteland of volcanic ash. Um, what's interesting about Socorro is that it's kind of primary function in the galaxy turns into modifying ships illegally. Um, is, is their main source of income. And that has created a system where, um, kind of all the major, uh, uh, I can't think of the right word. Like shipyards,
2: factions, factions,
1: uh, like, okay. so like the huts, the black Suns, the pikes, um, independent bounty hunters, they all have kind of station here. And, and there's not a actual set government over, over the planet. There's kind of a loose, uh, alliance, or kind of uh, um, might make treat- Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's like a loose treaty between all the factions. It's like, hey, we all we all use this area, um, but but nobody nobody really necessarily runs runs the planet. Um, but what that does make it good for is it's good for picking up odd jobs. It's good for finding mechanics. Um, it's good for earning a quick buck, doing things that the the empire is not a super big fan of. Um, there are lots of different people, um, who would come in and out of the planet. Um, even the occasional Imperial, ambitious Imperial who wants to mod something specific for themselves. Um, someone who's associated with the rebels might come here looking for some sort of tech to help in their, in the rebellion. Um, there's a whole kind of diverse group of people who will be here though. All of it is black market related. Um, so that's where you're starting the city you will be in is in my notes. Uh, There's only
0: like two that the Wikipedia page talks about. Yeah, no, it's,
1: you're going to be in the capital, um, which is session zero Hmm. On Vikea is how we're going to say that is the city that you are all starting in. Um, so I'm happy for however you all got there to be either together, you, you can meet on the planet, you can meet off planet. Um, you can have run some jobs together. That's kind of open to you, to y'all's in- interpretation. Um, so why don't we start whoever I'm on, I'm on the zoom chat right now, so I don't know whoever's right there. Starts. No,
0: we're going to alphabetically because Ellie's character also leads into most kind of, of our start. other. Yeah, yeah, a yeah. Lot of a lot yeah. Of so it, to start. it makes a lot of sense. That's two, fair. Two ways. So yeah. Ellie <laughs> Ellie goes what first. Up?
3: Okay. So I am going to be playing Ellie, uh, full name Ono Elikemi. Uh, she's a Twi'lek. She's purple and she's a. A colonist for like the career type and then her specialization is politico which basically means she is from the core planets and so she's a lot more like interactively talking with people and like kind of more the face of the group and so kind of the backstory that i have for her is she was part of the black sun organization like this huge interplanetary mafia type thing and she was kind of like all set up of like okay she's gonna take over for the family and then she decided that she didn't want to be part of the mob anymore so she stole a lot of their property and ran away and that's how we got our spaceship
1: so and that always ends positively
3: you know what i'm trying not to think about
1: that (laughs) (laughs) um and i'm gonna backtrack real quick because i don't know how many of our listeners uh, or viewers have played uh, the star Wars fantasy flight game. So um, every character has a species, uh Twi'lek, Twi'lek. Um, and a career and a career specialization. Um, so that's, that's kind of the language that, that Nifer was yeah. using there. Um, Twi'lek, uh, just forgot what you are colonists for
3: career, which means like from the inner planets and like Mm -hmm. started in the inner worlds and made it out to the outer rim somehow for some reason. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. If you want to think about it in D and D terms for anyone coming from that particular, uh, field, your species is like your race. It's, it's the, the type of person you are. Your career is your class. And then your specialization is your Subclass, so mm-hmm. she is a colonist, but there are six different kinds of colonists, just like there's, you know, multiple kinds of fighters. So, yep, there you go.
3: And the way that I got off of the, so I, uh, my character started on Coruscant, actually, like the most well-known, biggest city, planet in the world.
2: It is a city Galaxy. planet. That is, is absolutely accurate. <laughs> yeah.
3: So the way that she got off of on was she essentially said, like, put out a public call of, hey, I have a ship. I can't fly it. Somebody fly me off of this rock. And I think I'm pointing the right way.
2: <laughs> yep. Okay. Down here. Oh, uh, no, down here. That's it. <laughs> there. Yeah. So Zarco is a, uh, so I'm playing Zarco Cruz and he is a human and the career is explorer and the specialty is a scout. And so Zarco's story start basically is that he was raised by sort of a, like middle echelon family where they were basically like, mother's a scientist father's an engineer they're skilled workers essentially have a comfortable lifestyle and all he could ever think about was like the stars and what's out there and get me off of this crazy city world with too many people and species from everywhere so he uh Became, he also was fascinated by like archaeology and ancient civilizations and this whole you know just all this kind of mythology so he decided to take an apprenticeship or a internship or something like this and went out with an exploration crew out to the outer rim and when he got out to the outer rim he studied everything he could he learned everything he could uh in particular he learned how to like be that guy who like drove the forklift and and the you know dr- you know piloted the ship or whatever needed to be done, he would put his hands on it if he could. Look, tried to learn from everybody. And when that ended, they brought him back to Coruscant and he was like, you know, miserable. Like, what the hell am I doing back here? I can't stand this place. I need to get off of this, this rock. And well, it's not even a rock. Get off of this, you know, giant metal sphere of people. And then uh, saw this saw this ad that said hey i need a pilot so he jumped at the opportunity and met up with um ellie and and basically was like hey i can fly your ship let's go and i and so he again i sort of figured out this he's kind of like a survivalist so i had it in my mind like yeah you know what he's ready for anything so he literally like had a go bag for just such an occasion like on a drop of a hat he was ready to leave and so he literally picked up his backpack he probably responded to her ad and said like yeah i'll be there in like 5 minutes <laughs> and we can go and so grabbed his stuff went met her and they left the planet then he found out about what he got into <laughs> and it's like oh great so it's like they made a mistake <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's, that, it's that gif where they open the trunk of the car and just like a billion space puppies pull out
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah <that> class. <laughs> it's it. oh, the classic space puppies if
2: yeah. so kind of wrong place wrong time uh sort of but this is what
0: happens when you take jobs for... off of space craigslist <laughs>
2: exactly <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it was <laughs> And so I so we ha- so this is kind of going to tie into one of the discussions we have to have tonight about our ship because we had sort of toyed with the idea that the ship that sh- she didn't really know what she, what she was doing maybe when she was picking a ship or went into dad's like collection of <laughs> of old spaceships or something and when we got on it we're like um this thing's a wreck we need a mechanic <laughs> and so probably oh, then found i think the idea is that maybe i had some connection we haven't worked out the details but i definitely know v as a mechanic out well, in the auto rim so I'm like, let's hey, work out those details i know a guy yeah so <laughs> I, know I know a know guy. guy yeah
0: um as far as a previous backstory between vosk and zarko i am cool with that i am also cool with you literally arriving on planet and needing to find someone because who I am playing is Vosk. Vosk is a Doros. Uh, they're the, the green alien guys with no noses and ears and stuff. Uh, the species as a whole though, is they're the people who first did uh, hyperspace travel in uh, the Star Wars universe. Like they're the ones that brought that technology to the galaxy. And That's so they didn't know. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. They, uh, they're, they're kind of know. like natural born, highlights and and they have that like look to the stars wanderlust about them and he has the same thing he's he's a native of their home world duros um and i'm still working out some of the kinks i had a, a story back when he was originally a human but then everyone was playing humans and i was like oh i'll be a cool alien guy <laughs> um so i changed it and now my while well, i was going to join the empire it doesn't really work because the empire tends to be very xenophobic and not want uh, alien officers so I'm gonna I'm gonna tweak that slightly but what I got so far is Vosk was on the Duro's homeworld and he wanted to get out and explore and he thought a great way to do that would be to to become like a real pilot and I don't want to like cheese too much on the, the Han Solo kind of it uh, but he he headed out to the Arcanus sector which is kind of near where we're at and there's a there's a lot of uh, piloting schools and stuff out in that area and that life didn't work for him. Whether he thought he could join the empire and didn't realize, or whether there was uh, another um, non empire <coughs> this girl Niffer's dead. Yeah.
3: Hi, sorry uh, I was coughing and figured you didn't want to hear it.
1: Yeah, yeah no, we...
0: we all did.
1: <laughs> um, all right. Whether it's... the effort oh, gonna... the effort to conceal it was noted.
0: <laughs> yeah. the, uh,
5: I tried.
0: <laughs> whether i do the empire or like a private organization or what the the plan is is i was going to work for someone and like learn to pilot and stuff like that and it didn't work out so instead i i i took my knowledge of ships and started kind of working on them and found that i like that much better yeah i can fly it's a thing i can do but i like the actual nuts and bolts working with ships and I would like to own my own ship someday. And to that end kind of found myself working for a hut cartel. Um, not directly like for a hut. I wasn't, you know, directly hired by job of the hut, but it's a crime <laughs> family and somebody kind of crossed my path at some point, And I started working with them and next thing, you know, like they provided the funds for me to get like actual schooling and then the funds if i take more obligation we'll get into that when we talk obligation but they basically gave me training like real training instead of like whatever space youtube videos i could find um (laughs) and so now i find myself indebted to a hut cartel and not something i'm extremely against like i'm not on the run from black sun level of like obligation, but wow, I definitely, called out. definitely owe some people. And so I feel like when y'all showed up with your busted ship, whether it's just old or actually busted, Hey, a chance to make money and pay off that debt that I have is what ropes me into this thing. And we'll get more into that when I talk obligation, but that's who I am. I am. I didn't do all the things. I am a Duros, uh, species, um, technician, career, mechanic, specialization. Nice. I can kind of fly. I can kind of activate computers. (laughs) I can kind of work on ships. You can definitely use duct tape. I can point a blaster (laughs) towards people. (laughs) Better than me.
4: Well, I could probably help you with that.
3: And that's why we found you.
4: (laughs) So I'm playing Kane McAllister. He's a, a human hired gun career with a mercenary soldier specialty. Um, Kane was born uh, on Corellia to a pretty standard military family. Um, He was an only child and kind of grew up uh, with this overbearing father. Um, He ended up joining the empire um, and uh, at pretty early at the age of 18 Um, and eventually worked his way up into a, uh, into a command. Um, and he was actually on the death star when it did its test run on Jeddah, Um, and seeing the horror that, uh, that the empire could cause and their ability to just devastate a planet. Um, he decided to flee, um, the, he decided to flee the empire. So he stole plans for their next mission to warn the rebels before the empire got to them. Um, but before he left that death star that day, he sent a message to his dad and the message said, I'm sorry. And then he stole a, he stole a ship and flew away. Uh, and he flew to to the rebels, uh, who immediately didn't trust him. Um, but he managed to convince them and get them out before the empire showed up to, uh, to destroy them. Um, and he worked for the rebel, uh, he worked for the rebel Alliance. Uh, he was actually leading a black ops mission. Um, and in that mission, uh, they appear to be betrayed. Um, and everyone except Kane is murdered. Uh, and he manages to escape with his life. Um, but is warned by one of his old friends in the uh, rebel Alliance on the way back. Um, and so he manages to, not go back to the base and not, and evade capture. Uh, and now he flies around the galaxy running from the empire and the rebels, um, trying to, uh, clear his name so that he can go back to working for the rebel Alliance. Uh, and now joining the crew, I guess I'm also on the run from black sun. So there's that. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) that's just, yes.
1: That's a perk of the job.
0: we got got three people that black Sun hates a guy who somehow pissed off both the rebels and the alliance somebody who's working up a sizable bill with the job of the hut cool and space puppy dog food we need to buy Mm -hmm. yeah so
1: which that'll lead into the obligation conversation um which i didn't even think about how fun of a rhyme that is Um, so so that's nice um, so one of the things that I love, 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 about the system is obligation, uh, because it's a game mechanic that is designed to, to push character backstories and narrative, um, and storytelling, um, which is really, really cool. So the way it kind of works, actually, you know what, so you know how to do that, you know, the system better than I do, which is always good when you're dming uh why don't you <laughs> why don't you give the the more um uh knowledgeable explanation of how nope he's leaving he doesn't
4: like the idea oh i thought he was just I like nope nope i'm out <laughs> i thought he was gonna post that youtube video again <laughs>
0: Uh, it's a great youtube video and you should watch it i've actually it been is. meaning to make my own youtube video which is why i have like the script to my youtube video so since you're gonna make me explain it i was just going to go well here's this video that i've been too busy with baby and school to actually in explain my, it in my infinite gm knowledge
1: i knew that you were prepared
0: <laughs> I, but I, I literally have including page references uh Obligation is one of the like group rules. You use it for character building, but it, it helps kind of tie the group together and the group interacts with it each, each session because each third of this role-playing system has its own rule. So Edge of Empire has obligation, uh, Age of Rebellion has duty and then Force and Destiny has morality, um, obligation specifically is some kind of debt or favor or, or something, some, something that you're tied to in the galaxy. So Mm -hmm. you could owe somebody money, you could, uh, owe somebody a favor, or maybe you just have this very strict set of, of codes that you're obligated to. Like you're part of a military organization or, or something like, uh, think of it like a paladin oath almost. And each obligation, it consists of two parts. It has the, the name and narrative like story part, but it also has a mechanical numerical value to it. So my obligation for my character is that I owe the Huts money, right? That the name and the narrative is debt, the, that I owe them money. So that's the, the name and the narrative there. The numerical value is it starts off being based on the number of people that you have in your group. And there's a chart around page 39, uh, Edge of the Empire. And what it is, is you look at the number of people that you're playing with, and it tells you, we recommend that you have about 10 as your starting obligation. So my starting obligation is 10 because I owe Jabba the Hutt some money. Cool.
2: Is it specifically Jabba the Hutt, or are you just throwing it out there?
0: It's Jabba the Hutt's family. I don't I don't know right on. Uh, if you're hip on all of your your hut cartels but java is actually part of i'm going to butcher this pronunciation yeah it's it's the worst it's it's the syllogic uh hut family and um so my starting obligation is 10. but when you are making your character you can choose to increase your obligation up to a number equal to how much you started with so if you start with 10 you cannot go over 20 obligation And you can increase your obligation to get more money and more XP when you are creating your character. And it's one of those things of like your character can be better right out the gate if you start by owing people favors and, and having a a drug addiction or having this really constrictive oath that you're bound to and that kind of stuff. So it, it forces you to be like, you want stuff, you better put yourself into the story and so you. It, it's fun because it's a mechanic that forces you to role-play. Mm-hmm. Um, Have
3: any of us on this group done that? Oh, wait. That's a
1: great, that's a great question, Niffer. Why don't you go ahead and answer?
3: Uh, yeah, I chose to do that. Um, there were a couple different options for taking extra um, obligation. You can either uh, take extra, ex, uh, extra expertise, like... Uh, different skills and stuff that you can buy, kind of like the skills and proficiencies in D&D, or you can take extra money, which helps you buy equipment and stuff. And so I chose to take extra credits, extra money. So I now have double the obligation that everyone else does.
0: Mm-hmm. Until and and end we end decided session, that we all to say. It's true. <laughs> I-, I left it open. I haven't decided to take or not take obligation yet. I figured I'd see how session zero went as to whether I started with 10 because nifa has got daddy's money and she's paying the bills <laughs> or, um, <laughs> I don't know if it was 15 XP that I could get, I would know exactly what I would do. But with only 10, I'm like,
5: eh. yeah.
0: Um, back to the rules explanation there. You can, like I said, you can increase it by the number that you start at. So if you have a a larger group, Everyone starts with less obligation because one of the things that happens is at the beginning of each session, the DM rolls a D100 or percentile dice or whatever, and you take everyone's obligation and you put them in order of who has the most obligation all the way down. And whoever has the most starts at zero and counts up. So uh, Ellie has 20 obligations. So right now she is the numbers one through 21. And then the rest of us all have 10 so we would just be the next 10 numbers sequentially and uh steven would roll at d100 and if he rolls the number that you are assigned to like if he rolled an 11 that would be ellie's character and since the obligation roll targeted her she has her strain threshold reduced by two and the rest of us have it reduced by one for the rest of that session and it's important to note that it's reduced by 2 not you take 2 strain because you can't just heal it for the rest of the session your cap is always lower
2: let's um, talk real super quick what is strain that's yeah. so very important there is um kind of two
1: different ways you can get hurt i guess in in the, the star wars uh rpg and strain is one of them but it's more like mental damage um, And so there's, there's different things that you can actually spend strain for intentionally to do extra, extra, uh, maneuvers, which are like maneuvers are like the movement elements.
0: Keep Uh, in mind, it's not just mental. It's, it's physical stuff too. If you spend a turn sprinting, it's, it's your, your hardiness, your constitution. So both mentally and physically, how wore out are you instead of, are you bleeding out? Yeah. It's so it's, it's that it.
1: Your strain leads to unconsciousness once you max out your strain. And the, the other thing that's interesting, so how we said your strain threshold lowers. Um, in the Star Wars role-playing game, uh, instead of like in D&D where you have 39 hit points and you subtract from that and you subtract to that and you subtract to that, you have thresholds. Um, so if your strain threshold is 13, uh, the first time you take strain, you have one strain you have three strain you're, you're always moving towards that threshold and once you hit that threshold um strain in particular Bad things happen <laughs>
0: not not once you hit once you exceed and that's exceed. a very important thing that that we need to to watch because i find myself messing that one up yeah if you have 12 wound threshold and you have taken 12 damage you're still up when you take number 13 that's when you go down
2: Got so, it. Well, cause one way I was thinking about it is like wounds are your, your physical capacity, whereas strain is your sort of mental and emotional capacity. Like think of it like stress or something like that. Yeah.
1: Stress is a good way to think about it, but there is physical stress too. Right. So, exactly. so your wound it's- threshold is literally your ability to be alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, whereas your, your, uh, strain threshold is where your body like like it's you fall you fall unconscious at the end. Yeah. So your yeah, body's yeah. like, Nope, I'm done. This is it. This <laughs> yeah, is it. Yeah. You need to reset. I need a nap before we do anything yeah. else. Yeah. Like, so cool, cool. Um
3: and I really like that they have both mechanics because it's like, hey, if you know somebody's chasing you down across the galaxy, you're gonna be a little bit stressed, which is why I really like that it has like a yeah. separate mechanic.
1: Well, and then there's things like it has, like, there's stun grenades, or you can set set yeah. your your um, weapons, su- certain weapons to stun, yeah. uh, and you can specifically attack the strain threshold, um, which is sort of one of those, unlike D&D, like, D&D, you can say, like, oh, this is uh, non-lethal damage. Like, if you're yeah. shooting someone with a blaster, you're shooting someone with a blaster unless you set it to stun. <laughs> like, you can't be like,
2: be like, okay, blaster, like, be a little nicer. Um, <laughs> like, awesome. So so with obligation so this was sort of one of the things that i needed to specific, you know to get more specific about because i was looking at the oath for zarco and not the way i was reading it was like it can be sort of a personal code and that's kind of how i was uh, initially thinking of his obligation is like he's he's like made this um like self declaration or this commitment to himself, but it's, uh, I probably haven't had a chance to kind of express how it manifests for him. So it's like, he's that kind of dude that like, he's so obsessed with finding a planet and exploring it and claiming it or getting credit for like being the first or something like being that explorer that found another habitable planet. Like he would do stupid things if he thought he was gonna find out information that would lead him to like if he thought there was a data pad that had that that critical information on it and and it was in a minefield he would run through that minefield not walk he would run through that minefield mm-hmm. like a dummy to grab that data so I'm so yeah. it's sort of like
0: so I took a, ranks in medicine again <laughs>
2: I, mean, <laughs> I I thought about making it an obsession but i felt like obsession was more like uh drug addiction that was how i was reading it It but i guess it could work either way yeah i think
0: it's one of those systems where you can you can do that kind of thing an oath can be to an organization or i mean it's it's up to you it's narrative so yeah and i so when i was reading your background i your so the other three
1: characters have pretty um shallow I, they're not shallow they're they're really interesting backgrounds but they're they're very easy to be like okay cut like and dry someone yeah. someone from Ellie's past that's part of the black sun organization shows up and she's like oh crap like we got some problems guys whereas your your character what's so interesting is it it leads a lot of opportunities for me like to be like at the beginning of a session to be like, oh, and I, I, I might like whisper this or do this off camera or even like record with you prior to us actually all meeting of being like you find, like you said, a data pad with coordinates to somewhere you and just leave that at that.
0: Yeah, you should do things where you say at some point tonight, you're going to see a data pad and you're going to know it when I say it. But mm-hmm. it's the one. Yeah. And that way you don't have to interject it so the rest of us know what's going on. Just yeah. all of a sudden that's a Zarco so does something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we're all that's like
5: so awesome.
0: And we're... yeah. Yeah. That's that's my two cents on that. Yeah, no, and I think that's a really good idea. Yeah. The other thing too is
2: like again where, where I said like he's sort of the survivalist. So like hypothetically, we have to make an emergency landing on some planet uncharted or charted whatever and we definitely want to get the hell out like outside of of a city or where there's no civilization where we won't be easily found he's the kind of dude that would he would probably wander off and not even think of like oh i should tell the others i'm gonna go check this thing out and then like they all wake up (laughs) or look like where the hell is zarko and he's out you know and there's some crate dragon chasing him or something (laughs) (laughs) so um that's that was sort of the the thought I had for the, why is this oath uh, a problem?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, and and I think I think it leads a lot of a lot open to you role playing that that like deep seated desire to find something at the expense of those around you and at the expense of yourself, um, and that's I think that's gonna be that's gonna be really fun and that's gonna throw some really interesting wrenches into.
3: Dang, now I'm stuff. jealous.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh you, don't worry there's plenty of wrenches for you, for all of you.
0: <laughs> I actually have a couple of complications that I've been thinking up as well because I mean uh Ellie's character already had the debt thing going and I wanted money from the huts just for my for my thing but if I took that second obligation chunk whether it be XP or money Do it. I've no. I've got some things it. where it's like All right. Well, we'll all just take the extra obligation and there'll only be 10 numbers that he can roll at the beginning or we're taking all the strain. But I wanted to hear how bad Nick's character was going to be hated by every governmental force in the galaxy. (laughs) Well, I love the
2: idea that that Kane is maybe this like actually genuinely good guy, but just stuff has just like followed like like it's born under a bad sign or something like, is not yeah. working out his way.
0: Wrong place wrong time is like I, his life. <laughs> I also considered being the jerk that's like okay, I'm going to listen to who everyone is hated by, but then I'm going to be buddy buddy with them. Like I'm actually <laughs> a rebel spy. <laughs> and at some point I find out that Kane is the guy that oh, did that thing. Oh
5: god. Like
0: I've I've toyed that with those cool. and, That would be cool. That would be cool. Or like Black Sun offers to pay off the debt with the uh, the huts. No questions asked. If I provide information, you know those kind of things.
3: Great.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: like it. Well, I was the other thing we haven't mentioned about obligation is you can accrue it. Also, yeah. yes, um, yes. Which is you, you get rid of it and you can get more. Like
0: not mm-hmm. just that character creation.
1: Yeah. So, for instance, if they, if the group wanted to. I don't know, buy, buy something for their ship. They wanted to upgrade their shields or something like that, but didn't have the credits to do that. They could take on obligation in theory.
0: Right. Um, Which is why it's important to have not everyone pissed at you because right now I'm indebted to the huts, but I can go to the huts and be like, Hey, my ship's falling apart. I could really use 5,000 more credits. And then Steven can be like, all right, it's only 15 more obligation. (laughs) <laughs> yep.
1: So so it's 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 my favorite it's my favorite mechanic in this game honestly. I think um, it's pretty
2: cool. Especially
1: so, for longer run stuff. Anyway, go ahead, Greg.
2: Well, I was just going to say let's let's dial in, let's make some decisions like so did did um my initial thought was that uh that uh they're going to it's going to happen sooner or like Z and V met out in the outer rim like when he was out there. Cause he was, I just had this idea of him. Like he would talk to anyone. Like he would just, he just wanted to, if he saw you tinkering with a ship, he would literally just walk up and start talking to you. And I, so I had this thought of like, he might even not even know how good that Vosk is, but he just knows Vosk. He knows his name. Like, Oh, Hey, wasn't that, wasn't that Duros dude out there somewhere? And like, maybe we can look him
0: up. Um, do you have any specific planets that you went to on your sweet internship? I don't know enough of the, uh, outer rim to have decided that. So I would have to look at Dantooine,
3: Dantooine, Cantooine,
0: right? All of them, all, all the, all the wings, um, the not something that we need to work out just a second, but we can just say there is a planet that we were both at and, you know, it, it could have just been the port that you came into on that internship before heading out somewhere even further. And I could have just been there, Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but we could have, we could have worked for the same place. I don't see why, why not? If you were the forklift driver, I could have been a truck driver or whatever. Cool. cool. And yeah, yeah. I can, like I said, I left mine open to kind of patch in as we needed. Once I changed it off of, I'm a human. I want to be a, a if I can be aliens, I guess I'll be aliens.
1: Yeah. No, I think that's a great, that's a great connection point, especially for me, especially as like kind of personality of just like, like, Hey, you're doing something. Tell me what you're doing.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Fascinated by everything. Yeah. Cause that's how I am. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, so then we need to, so what about, how, how
4: do we know our uh, muscle man? Yeah. We, the, the kicker here is getting Kane in the group. Yeah. So I've actually, I've been thinking about that a little bit. And I think that um, since I'm on the run from both the rebels and the empires, I uh, am taking odd jobs or doing whatever I can to kind of survive in the meantime, while trying to look for my, uh, you know, my secret. And so I think I would have actually picked up the bounty contract from the black Suns uh, and would have gone to hunt. Uh, oh no down uh and for some reason uh you know i either you know met it, for some reason i got i got convinced not to turn her well, into the black side I, I, I have a thought i have a face
3: puppy
1: well i have a thought about that is because i feel like your your character's background um and ellie's background have some parallels in that like ellie's like my family is doing some like
5: jacked stuff. up stuff
1: like not into that and you were and your character zane was like like or kane excuse me kane was like like the empire like i'm not about that like this is bad stuff and so you pick up this contract just assuming contracts are for bad people and you're like okay like at least i can at least i can do something good and then you meet this ellie and you're like oh you're not a, you're not a bad person
0: <laughs> wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's better than what i had because all i had was that scene from firefly where mal's on the loading ramp and jane's right there and they're like you don't oh, even yeah. have your own room <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, so, so yeah no i i really like that a lot i think that I, do too. I think that uh i would have i i think it'd be cool if everyone's cool with it uh you know if i actually would have managed to capture oh no uh, and then on the way back, like as we're flying back, uh, you know, we kind of have this dialogue, uh, by the time the other two managed to sort of catch up with us, um, as they go to get, Oh no, back. If we're at that point where I would assume that you guys have already, cause you, uh, Greg were the pilot that got her out of there to begin with. Right.
0: Muted. You're muted. Still muted. Thank
2: you. (laughs) What I said was he doesn't necessarily think of himself as a pilot. It's just one of those skills that he has picked up along the way. Um, And uh, I have, I kind of have this thought of like um, Zarko and Voss just sort of like, um, okay, you're driving (laughs) or something. (laughs) Neither one of them is particularly is like, I'm the pilot or so I don't yeah. know,
0: but neither of us are the pilot specializations, but right. as we get into spaceship stuff at some point in the game, we'll, we'll have a teaching moment about that. But they're the great thing about spaceships is everyone can have a job. Mm-hmm. And if both of us are in the cockpit, you, you can have that. pilot <laughs> actions and co-pilot actions. So right. there are things where if the pilot is focused on getting from point A to point B, the co-pilot can be plotting, the hyperspace jump and all those han solo and chewy things like while mm. han is getting away from tie fighters Chewie is flipping on the other half the switches and stuff like that so it will work in tandem you know while kane is on the uh, uh dorsal gun and Ono's in the kitchen trying to get 15 cans of dog food from rolling down the hallway
1: <laughs> <laughs> the most important job um definitely the other the other thought that to to kind of uh, piggyback off of off of that idea nick is if you if the contract would take her take you and her to socorro um
5: is Ooh. where you would have turned it
1: in hmm. then and because there's
0: black sun on socorro yeah that's true because there's everybody on socorro. so that's the so he could have so that's a pretty neutral...
2: he caught the two of us right
0: yeah, so like don't, I was have, just there don't have and, your escape route from Coruscant be Socorro. Have your escape route be somewhere yeah, else. That works. Kane mm-hmm. catches you and brings you to the closest Black Sun well, outpost. Maybe we went is, to Corellia.
2: What, were you on Corellia? Or, no, this was after that. This was way yeah, after yeah, that. So yeah, let's, we're, let's
0: get somewhere near Socorro so that Socorro yeah. was the closest bounty turn-in point. Because he doesn't want to have to ship her all the way back to core systems to turn sure, her in. Totally. If he can just... You know, run down to the closest Seven Eleven, meet a Black Sun guy outside of it, and yeah. throw it in a trunk and hand
3: over the hostage. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's um, how things go. And when y'all come to Socorro, Zarco can have that moment of, well, now that we're here, I at least know a guy because yeah. Zarco and Voss could have met on Socorro before, and you knew that I was here. That works. Yeah, I, like I think that that, a lot. that
1: ties everything in really in a way that makes sense. And I think it could, it could particularly, I feel like, like Kane and Ellie would have had time to have the conversation, obviously, that Kane's like, oh, maybe you're not so bad. Feels but bad, I think, it, but I think it would be really interesting too. Like, Zarco and Kane might have some beef, like, particularly Zarco. I could see just like not being cool with Kane, like, even though eventually he lets Ellie go, like, still being
0: like, wait a second, like, we can have this cool yeah, well, thing, yeah, too, I mean, I, where all can, of y'all show up and you've decided that you're going to, like, work together. You, you've convinced Kane not to turn you in. And you're like, well, since we're here and the ship's beat up and, or whatever that we figure out, y'all come get Vosk. And Vosk isn't aware of this weird triangle that y'all have created right? yet. He's just here to fix the ship. <laughs> right. and, like and the next county, thing you know. Bounty triangle. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, <laughs> well, Zarko, what the heck have you got me into? Yeah. Like... And that's that's like the question for all of
2: us. We're all like looking at each other, each yeah, of us yeah. going like, "What so, the hell did
0: you just get me?" Which there? actually,
2: yeah. Which actually,
1: yeah. Like, um, Zarko's like, like, "What the we heck?" We need to Ellie run away. Is. And Zarko's yeah. like,
2: "Oh, I know a planet." <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> but also, Zarko's like, "Like, wait, why are people?" like hunting you like yeah. what's what's yeah. that deal about That's so related i
2: related to them i could That's see honest. that
4: i could it's see that um just that, dad right
1: it's, it's
3: just dad, dad. problems
4: <laughs> story of my life <laughs>
2: i could see that perhaps what happened would be like um K- so kane uh probably uh, Zarko has a little bit of ability to defend himself, right? So, because he has to, he has to be able to survive against just about anything. And so, probably when Kane tried to capture Ellie, maybe Zarko was like doing the stupid chivalrous thing or something, <laughs> or even if he was trying to protect <laughs> his own I mean. skin, right? <laughs> and then, and, and then just Kane just like easily overwhelmed Zarko, right? And so, there's this kind of sore spot of like, you bested him. But then on top of that, maybe you knocked Zarko unconscious and was, like, <laughs> out of it for, like, a day while you and she – like, so now you two have all this time to sort of interact. And, and, and so when Zarko kind of comes around, there's this whole new dialogue of, like, oh, we're friends now. And he's just like, yeah, no, what? <laughs> this, that, no yeah. way. I don't trust you. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's good. And I think it really fits the, the, like, just kind of the whole edge of the empire feel, right? Of even, even this group that's working together is everyone's like kind of giving each other the shifty eyes.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, whose side is he really on? Is it the empire, the rebels, or are you out for yourself? Because obviously you have a thing (laughs) about alliances
0: here. (laughs) Yeah. We need yeah, to figure out great. a ship. That's what not I was to, just about to say. interject with yeah. another story.
4: No, but. I thought we were done. Thought we <laughs> nailed <laughs> it. That out.
0: I'm, I'm asking if that's the plan because yes. remember that the excess stock freighter is technically 4,000 years old. So we need to figure out whether it is somehow one that has survived for 4,000 freaking years or whether like somebody, somebody Breath did things- where they had a YT-1300 or a YT-1000 that they're like, I'm going to add a body mod on this to make it look like the pictures of what the excess stock freighters used to look like. And so we're like one of those people who got a fifth-gen Camaro but then modified it to look like a second-gen <laughs> Trans Am, like awesome. the bandit car. Um, so we are we going with the stock freighter? I,
1: I'm I gonna, dig it. I'm going to jump can, in and I, say I think it's a really cool idea for it to be like from Ellie's family's
0: like classic Election, car garage.
3: Yeah. I stole the T-Bird. <laughs> like, That's what happened.
0: Yeah. But like okay, it's so, it's just it's just so we are show. going with my she didn't go to the garage. She went to like the J Leno garage and got like a model <laughs> A. And Zarka was like this is what we're taking, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then got out here and was like, "Hang on, I know a guy because like we're gonna need we're some gonna help." Need to, help. To, to, well, to at the same time, the he air.
2: probably would have freaking fallen and fallen in love with it too because he has this sensibility about like like ancient stuff and old tech and and probably mm-hmm. was like, "Oh hell yes, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're riding in style!" But damn, do we need to fix some stuff? Well, and
1: I I imagine it. I imagine it looking like super nice on the outside like, like it's pretty <laughs>
2: yeah pristine but, but it runs like <laughs> but
1: like you, yeah like nobody's touched the engine except to like make sure like it has to work well enough to like get it serviced every once in a while I don't know, I, that's what i'm assuming happens to starship sure sure, <laughs> sure. We'll, we'll go with that um but like it's not in it's not like he's out there driving it or or sh- it's literally
0: just like i have this thing like
5: yeah because it's like selfies totally. in front of
0: it yeah and you know, put it on a trailer and get it to a car show. But like, it's not going to make a trip mm-hmm. across state lines on exactly. Its <laughs> um, for a, a bit of rules there for anyone that's, that's new to the system, your group can start with a ship depending on what kind of story you're telling. And there is the, the caveat that it has to cost less than 120,000 credits, Uh, RGMs, plural, since we have multiple, we're cool enough to be like, we'll let you go slightly over that number, but it's going to come at the cost of there's something janky with your ship. It's going to be the Millennium Falcon where the hyperdrive acts a little wonky and the AI is a little temperamental or something. Um, I think we are taking either the YT-1300 or YT-2000 stat blocks and just mapping them onto the XS stock freighter, which is from the old Republic era, hence being 4,000 years old.
1: Yeah. It's a pretty cool ship.
2: So which, like, which are
0: we going to use? 13 or? Um, Where's the, I would have to look at the weapon loadouts and stuff. I think the YT-2000 is technically an upgrade across the board on most things over the 1300 in that it's, also yeah. more expensive. But I did not actually look at yeah. the Well, no, you're right.
2: It's mm. it's marginally better. It has like five more uh payload and it had like a tiny bit more uh of the body or the hull or whatever it's called. Um it was very you marginally
0: have, better. Yeah, you have your whole trauma and you right. have your system strain because yes. starships like characters have two sets of um, hit, to take. hit points yeah. or, or thresholds, you can have your ship shot to death, but you can also strain it out too much by doing too tight turns and punching it too fast too often and, you know, doing crazy Ivans. God, where is this starting ship? I'm
1: trying to flip through this.
0: What are you looking for? The starting The starting ship stuff. I was going to look through it. Like quickly. specifically the stats of the YT-1300? Yeah. um, I can look it up on the That's internet. The two,
2: okay, so the 2,000. Here, I got it right in front of me. The 2,000, uh, the silhouette is for, I'm not sure what that means. Is that like the size of the ship? Yeah. Yeah,
0: so silhouette is essentially your size, how easy okay. you are to hit. So, so TIE fighters can hit carriers easier than carriers can hit TIE fighters.
2: Yeah. Okay, sweet. So the YT-2000 has got a silhouette of 4, speed 3, handling 0. Uh, the defense, uh, I don't know what these mean, but it's FPSA, is 1F and 1A. Armor 3. Forward,
0: aft, forward, starboard,
2: aft. port. Perfect. Okay, thank you. That makes perfect sense. So one yeah. in the forward and one in the aft. Uh, armor is 3. HT, which is hull. Tr- hull um, trauma. Yeah, it's 24. And the SS threshold is 14 system strength system strength. So it's Wait, got, uh,
1: it's, are you looking at the, I have different numbers than what you're saying.
2: Oh, well then book. I'm, I'm just using the one that's on online. So we'll use oh. the book. Tell us yeah. the book.
1: what the books. So the, yeah. So it's the same speeds, speeds three handling for the 2400 is zero handling for the, the 1300 is uh minus one. Uh, the defense is just four and aft is one on both of them. Armor
2: three for the YT 1300, uh, armor four for the 24. Oh, uh, well, is it the 24 or the 2000? Oh, because the, the 24 is like way more expensive. It's 20, 13,
1: yeah. The 24 is 1300 credit. So, what I was gonna say, sorry, I might have missed 130,000. 130. Yeah, excuse me. Um, is if you were interested in the, the YT 2400,
2: you'd need, we'd need to up obligation
1: stats or up obligation.
2: Well, we can't really up the obligation that much. That's like more yeah. than we could. 10,000 is a game. Keep it right?
3: all to me. Cause it's my ship and I'll just always take all the strain. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yt two thousand was the ship that I threw out there. Which yeah, is, the two thousand. Yeah, it's it's it fits under the one twenty bubble. I believe it's in the Far Horizons book. I can go look. I don't want to like detract too much from progress to go look at ship stats, but I was just saying, are we going with the Jay Lenocar story? And if so, I DM, love that. You're I, cool with that. I think it's great. Absolutely. Yeah, and we can we
1: can figure out the, the, the mechanics. The actual mechanics specific,
2: of it. That,
1: we don't need to have that conversation.
0: But anything under 120,
2: now, we can... Now, we... one thing to think about that, though, this is legit, is like, that is going to be easily marked. Like, everyone's going to be able to know. As soon as we get into a spaceport, they're going to know we're there. I
0: that's mean, true. Yes, that's...
2: that. That's an argument against doing it. At but
0: one <laughs> we're super awesome, and we're like, hey, you haven't heard of the Second Sunrise, and we're starting True our that. new bounty hunting gig, and we want a name for ourselves. We're not just four jerks who showed up in yet another YT thirteen hundred. True
5: that. True.
0: <laughs> How many people are going to be talking about those four jerks that showed up in a four thousand year old spaceship? And then caused a ruckus, you know, that thing that happened that one time with the 76 nerfs and the uh, space puppy. Yeah. I'm all
4: for the old ship. Okay. okay. We'll,
0: we'll figure out sideboard and we will announce uh, via Twitter or at the beginning of episode one of this show, which which actual ship stats. It's going to be something that makes sense. We're not going to take an X-Wing stats and map it onto this thing. It'll be one of the corelia systems light freighters like a 1300 or a 1000 or a 2000 so well i mean since we can afford the 2000 that seems like the most sensible one you get the 2000 without having to look at the front of it and it's weird stupid fuselage cockpit that makes no sense for a spaceship because that thing would rip off every time you broke atmo yeah just saying
3: somebody has some thoughts
0: back before we decided stock freighter i was just going to get a 2000 but asked to connect the mandibles to the cockpit so that it didn't have those stupid gaps <laughs> and
1: sorry i need to step away real quick i'm having some uh at home kid issues so i'll okay. be right back understood let's
0: let's take a 10 minute bathroom break perfect it's been like an hour and two hours i like that, <laughs> I, I like that plan awesome brb so, y'all 10 minutes Hey, so we're doing that extra 400 credits. Um, Did y'all already buy gear? That's fair. More
2: or less.
3: Yeah, I did.
0: Okay. I'm actually like... Thank you for
3: getting us back on topic. (laughs) Sorry, all viewers.
0: It'll all be cropped out, so only the people who were putting up with us live had to deal with that. Um, But I was going to get us slightly on topic. Yeah, gear,
4: uh, gear,
3: gear. When Steven comes back.
0: Because... That's on topic I, I need to get upstairs at some point and so like yep, yep 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 Getting the intro hook from Steven is the last real thing that I uh, need so I'm gonna discuss weapon type things and so much so that I, I grab the book off the shelf because it <laughs> it's for faster flipping um, It's true what what are y'all looking at in terms of weapon and armor uh, especially Nick, since he's
4: both our weapon and our armor. I'm going also open that. I wanted to, so I was actually thinking due to my backstory that I was going to take obligation just because it seemed to make sense story-wise. Right. Um, so I was kind of looking at some of the like weapon modifications, but um, nothing specifically, but I was thinking about spending money making my gun super cool
0: well are you taking the 10 obligation for a
4: thousand uh yes um what and so we start remind me again so you said we start with four for
0: credits obligation for what uh credits it's five, sorry it's five, five, five start with 500, we start with 500, 500 plus the 400. 400 400 from, her. from me and but and if then, y'all
3: are taking your own i want my money back <laughs>
0: Um, this is where we diverge from the rules in Inner Homebrew because the starting yeah. characters should only ever start with 1,500 credits if they take full obligation and full credits. Um, <laughs> our GM is nice enough to let Niffer spread the money around so the character who's probably not buying a whole bunch of armor and guns anyways gets to spread those credits out across and lets the shooter people be able to actually afford their weapons because... <laughs> You'll learn that unlike D and D, it's actually pretty tough to start with too much stuff in this game. Yeah, it if looks you like if that. you go for like good stuff, you start with like a leather jacket and a blaster pistol and a comlink. <laughs> um, That's but so where I'm at. we'll we'll start with Kane. You're starting at nineteen hundred monies. Um, so, so is it a
2: is it five or ten obligation? He can for, take for an extra thousand. It would be
0: ten. I feel like. like
3: Hang on. Because what I I'm looking at says it's
2: five obligation for one thousand credits.
3: Yeah, yeah. Because it's ten obligation for twenty five hundred is which oh, is that's what, what I it took. Is. Yeah, ten for like, how much?
4: Twenty five. Oh my god! How much for a jetpack? Hold on.
3: Ah.
4: Right, if you're taking
3: you... obligation just for a jetpack, one. I'm, I'm jealous. Not...
4: Two. <laughs>
0: I want my money back. <laughs> Give me my 400 I found the uh-uh. jet pack, and it is 4500 Damn it. we we'll That's get there. on the wish list. We'll get there. It's on the, we network. have a wish list already. <sighs> All right. uh, I we want were, a robot
3: arm. It's on my wish list.
0: We were talking equipment because I came back, and they were talking AV stuff because apparently Niffer's been using her wrong microphone this whole time. So that's a thing we should work out before session one. Nice. I'm sorry. Um, hence the cough, the infamous cough. I'm um, sorry. I was letting the group know that the wife's getting tired and the baby's getting restless, and so I would like to do the hey, here's the hook, and at that point I can high five and leave. And if y'all want to keep talking, uh, I welcome y'all to do so, uh, but I need the hook from the DM, and then I'm gonna skedaddle. Okay. Um, well, let me pull up what I wrote. Okay. So. Oh, this
3: is exciting.
0: We're gonna officially be back. Gregory, I just want to let you know that you spend the greater part of this session like in the lower third of your frame. So either angle your 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 camera down or sit up straight there, bud, because we get solid forty five seconds of just your forehead sometimes. Thank you. Which is I I tend to
2: look because I it's high and I'm looking at stuff. I'm sorry. It's high.
0: Mine is on a tripod mounted above a forty inch TV. Fair enough. So I'll aim it it better. Um we're, we're officially back from our break now. Um, despite the fact that we have been for several minutes, but now our illustrious GM is going to tell us what all of these crazy characters have got themselves into on this planet. And we're going to fill in the gap between all of us meeting and taking whatever job he's about to tell us. So go. Okay. So,
1: uh, You are on Socorro, an arid desert planet in the Outer Rim. Socorro is a harsh volcanic world that has become the center for black market trade and technology in particular, particularly high-end illegal ship modifications. The various criminal organizations such as the Huts, the Pikes, and the Black Sun all have operations on the planet and live in an uneasy truce. You are the crew of the Second Sunrise, a small enterprising band of individuals all with your own motivations and obligations to the galaxy that has found each other useful. You all have performed various odd jobs, made some credits here and there, and are at least surviving the harsh life out here on the edge of the Empire. Recently, however, the jobs have been harder to come by. The Empire has been tightening its grip on the galaxy in retaliation to the destruction of the Death Star. The criminal organizations are more and more careful with who they hire, assuming anyone is from a rival organization or an undercover imperial spy working towards the organization's disruption. So here you are in Fear Talk's lounge, one of your favorite hangouts in uh in Socorro when you're off off looking for jobs uh the four of you are seated around uh a booth uh there's there's just a a few people scattered throughout um the bar Fear talk's actually a Wookiee who runs this this little cantina uh she is is older her 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 fur is graying um and she's back kind of across the way. Uh, and as you all are, are kind of sitting there discussing amongst yourselves various odd leads and jobs, uh, through the door bursts in a woman, her head's mostly covered. She runs and sits down and says, Still, be still. Nothing's happening. It's fine. Just be still. Uh, and immediately afterwards, walking through the the door, uh, our three humans um and uh particularly um vosk you recognize them as hunt hut bounty hunters Um, they look at you one of them pulls out a blaster and that's where we're going to start the story next time dang
0: (laughs) (laughs) the lady who sat down at our table what species is she and do uh, I recognize her or anything that she's wearing and and whatnot? I will say, you know what? For the sake of this, let's do a roll. <laughs> what would you like me to roll? Nice.
1: Uh, I don't remember the skills.
5: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> like a street. What's wise? what's, per-
1: what's the, the is there is it the
0: equivalent of perception? There is literally perception.
1: Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> roll a perception, and I'll just see what you can do, and let me set the. Difficulty.
0: This is the first official role of Tabletop Galaxy. Ah. And if you are ready, I will click the button. Uh, I I think it's set.
3: Don't mess it up.
0: <laughs> Remember to click out of the box so that it accepts it. Okay. Three successes.
1: Wah. Okay. So... As you look over at this uh, female figure who sat down, you notice a few spikes coming out of your head and you recognize that she is a Zabrak. Um, And she also has a small um, necklace. And as you look at that, you recognize a little... um, rebellion symbol of the rebellion around her neck
0: i need to look up whether there's an actual name for that symbol i know what you mean but i don't know if it's called like the rebel crest or or what
1: but that's what you see and you will all have to figure out what's going on next time on tabletop galaxy
2: hot start oh
3: no (laughs) oh no i'm using my last name already oh no (laughs)
1: All right, so that's where we're. That's the hook.
3: Oh
0: boy! Okay. like I said, the the group of y'all are welcome to keep chatting and stuff if you want. I'll leave the stream going so that it records and that people can hang out. I just gotta go, um, but up to y'all.
1: Yeah, I I probably have to go do some dad stuff as well.
2: Wikipedia oh, yeah. says it is the Alliance Starbird, also known as the Phoenix.
3: All Got right.
0: It. Okay, so you see the Phoenix. Thank Got you, Wikipedia. it. Wikipedia. all right well uh we're gonna wind down here Uh, i have some audio video feedback to give folks i got i'm gonna play around with my overlay a little bit before next time um i'm gonna do a little bit of editing uh i'm getting newer i'm getting more experience with uh, resolve and music and all that cool stuff so this was a very bare bones like let's test stuff um yeah I feel like we learned some good stuff about the group, about the players, about the setting, about the system. And I'm looking forward to stumbling into it to full speed next time, especially now I have more ideas for my, my tweaks to my backstory, especially <laughs> if this is a rebel agent. I, I feel like I can get more wrenches in those spokes.
1: Nice. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I'm really excited. I think this is going to be a really, really fun group. So totally I'm looking forward to it.
3: want to complicate I, things further. By
0: the way. Thanks. I gotta spend that extra obligation on something. If he's gonna try to buy a jetpack as soon as possible, I gotta get there before he does. I feel like (laughs) I really missed something. (laughs) Uh three more space puppies. Mm
4: -hmm. (laughs) With jetpacks.
0: It's Uh, like
3: tribbles at this point. Like you can't count them.
1: Jetpack space puppies is something I'm definitely interested in. That's the name (laughs) of our first that's our first album.
2: That we sure should. sounds like a band name yep, That's, uh, that's gonna
1: be the band. That band is gonna appear in every cantina you guys ever show
4: up. Yes. Here I'm into one. that.
3: That's gonna be the NPC's band, the yep. one that we're creating on Twitter. Yep.
4: Yeah. Yeah. They're gonna be the
3: front man of the space oh, jetpack space puppies. Yep.
0: All right. Well, we are going to go ahead and shut down here. Thanks everyone who hung out, and thanks everyone who's listening. We will be back in two weeks at six o'clock pdt if time zones time change is still a thing i forget we'll be back at six pacific time whether it's daylight savings time or not so good night everybody good night space stuff